PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, welcome into the podcast, folks. Thanks for tuning in here as we talk about Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. What's going on, guys? How you been? Nick, what's up, buddy? Uh, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Just kind of getting settled back in over the uh, last couple of weeks. I, uh, with the lockdown going on, as long as it's been going on, I decided to uh, take a little bit of a road trip. So I went up north. I drove up north and stayed up north for about six weeks total. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Uh, got to the virus situation uh, in my hometown is a little bit better, uh, which is Rochester, New York. And uh, once we knew that we weren't going to be meeting face to face with any clients here anytime soon, as the the numbers got worse here locally, I decided I needed to uh, take care of my cabin fever and and get out of Dodge <laughs> a little bit. So, um, okay. so I drove yeah, so I drove up, made some stops, stopped in uh, Savannah and Pittsburgh on the way up, and then um, outside of Philadelphia and uh, DC on the way down. Okay. Um, stayed with uh, friends and family and uh, had a good time. It was good you, to get away. You couldn't get any more diverse than saying Savannah and Pittsburgh in the same sentence. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely a different. But I'll tell you what, I was uh, I was pretty impressed with Pittsburgh. Um, oh no, it's a, it's a nice. Yeah. It's actually a nice town. It's actually they've made a lot of changes. I, I used to live not far from there uh, back in the late seventies, early eighties. I was just a kid, but yeah, they've sure. definitely made a lot of changes. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was yeah. my first time there. So cool, I'll be back. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, nice extended holiday, John. What about you, buddy? I know you got the little one there. Just, did you uh, do anything with the uh, with that with the little baby? Um, yeah. So we we normally uh, well the last couple of years we've gone up to like Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area and okay. rented um, right. rented a house there. But this time, you know, after that last drive with a seven month old for eleven hours, <laughs> I decided I didn't want to do that again until she was uh, facing front yeah. Uh, yeah. because she doesn't like being in the car. We we decided to change and go to Sanibel Island here in Florida. So that was, um, that was nice. Actually. I'm, I'm not normally a, uh, like sit around the beach type person, but, um, we had nothing to do. So it was about a week of just nothing to do. We're normally on vacation. I'm either going up to, to Boston where I'm from and I'm seeing a bunch of people and doing all this other stuff or going right. to Pigeon Forge and just kind of slam, you know, trying to do as much as we can within a week period. But this time it was actually pretty relaxing where it was, you know, we'd wake up and it's, we wouldn't figure out our day until about 10, 
11 o'clock and it was it was a change of pace for me so it was actually pretty nice very cool yeah well we're going to talk today about uh, rollovers actually we're going to do a two-part series on rollovers and things to know and think about but i want to ask you real fast for this kind of bit of an extended vacation did you put the phone down a little bit because i gotta say for my wife and i when we can put the, the little the digital leash away for a little bit you just feel so much better did you get a chance to do that at all I did at Sanibel, and it was it wasn't because I I wanted to. I was kind of forced to with the service. So <laughs> the, where we were at the service, uh, where we stayed, it wasn't uh, the best. So it kind of um, kind of forced, forced us to but, do that. But and you the wound Wi-Fi up, was terrible, yeah, so it was nice. But you wound up saying that you really had a, actually a great time here. I think your words were, "Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it." So that might have been part of it, having that digital leash put away. What about you, yeah. Nick? Did you put it all? Did you put it down? I, so. So the first week that I got up to Rochester, I kind of used that as a vacation time. And uh, I was a little bit more unplugged. It was really kind of the week of the fourth. So it okay. was pretty easy. But then the rest of the time, I, you know, I was still working. It was just that, you know, working remote up north hey, versus yeah. uh, down here. So that's okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, summertime is always a little bit slower. So I would kind of take my time in the, in the morning to knock stuff out and definitely used it less than I normally do, which is kind of a, tw- which is normally a, like a 24 seven schedule. So, yeah. so well, that was good. I mean, even a week. So that's my public service announcement to our podcast listeners is even if you can give yourself just a few days from time to time, just to put that digital leash away, uh, it does wonders for how you feel. Sometimes we just have to kind of step it, you know, set it down and step away from it. But anyway, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Good, uh, you know, good, safe, a uh, little bit of a holiday break there. So let's get back to work and let's talk about rollovers. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, we're going to do a two parter here on some things to know. Decide on a rollover for your retirement funds if it's the right thing for you. So first, that's pretty much the first step, right, John? Determining if it's in your best interest. Yeah, and and that will happen. Uh, it's we're getting a lot of questions right now. Hey, I have a four hundred one k plan at a previous employer or a job change, and the question is, you know, should I should I roll it out? And you know, what's the process? Which next week Nick will go into the details on what the process is. But uh, yeah, so there's there's definitely some factors that you need to kind of go through. And I'll say one of the main ones is kind of the investment options in your current plan. So you know, we work with a, a lot of different people, and and we've seen some plans where it's really limited as far as what you can go into, where they might only have you know 15 different options, and and the selections really aren't that good. Um, but we've also seen some other plans where it's, you know, it's 20 or 30 options and there are some, some good tools within the, the platform to use. So to me, that's the first step is really evaluating what are my options within this, within this 401k plan or, or retirement plan at work? And is it enough for me to be efficient and actually build a, a quality portfolio, especially in this kind of volatile time period that we're in? Yeah. And if I were to jump on that a little bit from the perspective of not a lot of people realize that really the size of the plan that they are in is the determining factor for what the fee structure is and the funds that they use. So, you know, sometimes uh, they can be in a, a fund that is cost much more inside of the plan than it would even outside of the plan. Um, so there's a lot of different variables uh, to take into consideration on that investment selection process. Well, are they limited more so uh, in those types of plans? And when you're talking about that, you mentioned the investment options. A lot of times I do think people feel that they are a bit more limited. And I know advisors think that. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah. You know, you're limited to what they offer you. And then also uh, some plans actually limit how many exchanges you can do per year. I'd say nowadays that might be rare, but it's still out there. So that's something you want to look into where 
you know, if you're thinking about rolling it over, let's say you go into just an individual retirement account, you know, IRA, really have unlimited investment choices. It's kind of an open architecture platform and you there's no limitations um, and you can almost invest in anything you want to. And that's when when you have that open architecture plan, that's where you can really be creative and efficient on your portfolio and making sure that you have the right choices to weather, you know, some volatile markets. Yeah. Well, Nick, you mentioned fees. So let's dive into that a little bit because often that becomes the case for people. They, you know, when you get down to all the different nuts and bolts, it's the fees that they tend to be most interested in. Yeah. I mean, we find uh, on a pretty consistent basis that, you know, when we kind of tally up the the aggregate fee that they're paying inside of the 401k plan and we compare it to what we can do outside of the plan, especially with how prevalent um, exchange traded funds are these days and which, you know, with how much lower the costs are that oftentimes, you know, even if we combine the expenses on the underlying holdings and the portfolios that we manage and add in our investment management fee, they're coming in either equal or under what they were paying fees before. Um, The fees are now more transparent than they were before because oftentimes as many have come to find out over the years, they don't really understand what fees they're paying in their 401k plans. So many times uh, we're able to reduce the fee and then add on a much higher level of management as well as roll in additional services like the planning services, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, quite often you can get a lot more for the money. And to go with that, a lot of people don't realize within a 401k plan, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there's advisor that's on the plans getting compensated. Uh, there's a, typically a third party administrator, which basically helps out with the construction of the plan and the filings and stuff like that, that gets compensated, the, the fund company you're using. So that's why we see what you know, just kind of reference what Nick said is, you know, the, the fees can add up in there. It's important to understand what type of plan you have and what your fees are. Yeah, definitely. And, and is this consolidation of accounts, can that help kind of bring all that into uh, I guess better focus. I would say absolutely. Not only so. So there's a couple of things that I've seen pretty much on a consistent basis from the standpoint of you know experience working with clients are that you know number one obviously when you consolidate you it's a little bit easier to have a good grasp on you know what your overall allocation is from the underlying investments. But quite frankly, what I would say is the bigger benefit is that. When people have their accounts scattered in multiple places, they tend to just be more anxious about their overall situation in general. You know, they feel like they don't necessarily have a good grip on what they have and what's going on. They don't have a full understanding of what their overall strategy is. There's usually not a plan in place, um, which is a big kind of indicator of, you know, anxiousness and anxiety when it comes to the whole retirement planning conversation. And really what that ends up then leading to are, you know, just poor decisions. So, you know, non-coordinated decisions, you know, maybe making a rash decision when we were going through what we were going through a few months ago, you know, when the market initially dropped. So it's really kind of a trickle down, you know, snowball effect where consolidating accounts, building a plan, having a concise uh, roadmap for where you're trying to go with how your investments are managed and making sure that they correlate to your overall plan really helps with your decision-making process and peace of mind. So if people want to have someone do this for them, they want to kind of delegate that out. 
uh, you know, what's some steps to think about? What's some stuff they should be, you know, working towards? Things of that nature. Yeah. So kind of all the all the factors we've already gone through as part of that. And what we find that when people are nearing retirement or in retirement, they really don't want to do it themselves anymore or, you know, have to check on it and, you know, on the 401k platform. So what they're looking for is to work with an advisor and have them do it for them in retirement so they don't have to worry about it. And it's just kind of something else where, you know, it's off their to-do list and it, and it provides some peace of mind. So we've seen a lot of that where clients and, and prospects are, I don't, I don't, you know, no one's monitoring this for me. And I, I definitely need some help and I don't want to do it. So I'm, I need to hire someone. So that's another reason to consider rolling it out. You know, for a lot of people, I talk to guys all across the country, guys and gals, and it seems like the level of service sometimes from the providers or from the companies gets pretty frustrating. Uh, I mean, even prior to COVID, same kind of thing, right? You feel as though uh, you got to go through this process and it's automated a lot of times or you're just not getting the answers you want. Yeah, I would say, you know, because the reality is, is that Inside, when the funds are inside of your 401k, it's still your responsibility and your obligation as the account holder to make any investment decisions and changes. And so, you know, from the standpoint of needing or requiring any sort of guidance, if you're calling a 1 800 number and you're talking to people in a call center, oftentimes those people don't have a good grasp and understanding of your overall situation. And you know, if you've gotten to that point where you're looking to make those sorts of changes, you're probably under some sort of like stress or duress and, you know, having guidance and having somebody that understands what you have going on is is a pretty big deal. And so we saw that evident, you know, quite evident during kind of the end of quarter one when the market was tanking with COVID and just being able to have conversations with clients, uh, them knowing that, hey, you know, we understand their situation and what they're going, what's going on. We understand the long term planning and them knowing that, you know, as part of our services and when we're managing assets for them, the changes that we make inside of a portfolio are proactive. You know, we're going to automatically make those changes for all of our clients at once versus on a on a one to one, you know, or one off basis. Uh, makes for a much more efficient process and a lot more peace of mind. So it's a it's a much higher, higher level of service. I mean, sometimes we kind of refer to it as, you know, once, you know, if you use a sports analogy, going from the minor leagues to the major leagues, where it's just a whole different service level and uh, engagement level, which we think is really, really important, especially as people get closer to or uh, are in retirement. You know, some other things to consider are, you know, we have seen some people get aggravated with the 401k plan moving to a different company where all of a sudden it might have been, you know, Vanguard and, and they're changing to Fidelity and that requires, you know, blackout periods and stuff like that. And some people just just don't enjoy that process because now it's time to really keep track of it. Or if you move, um, you know, it's your responsibility to tell basically the human resource where you've moved to so they can start sending all the notifications to you. So there's just kind of just some inconveniences, you know, with keeping the money at a, a retirement plan that you, know, you may or may not be aware of. Uh, I've, I've actually seen one plan where they got audited and no one could touch the funds for a couple of months because they were doing an audit investigation of the plan itself. So it's your money, but at the same time they were auditing it. So some people's funds were frozen. So they, were, they weren't happy campers for that, that month period. <laughs> I bet not. Uh, that's definitely can be uh, a pretty frustrating situation. So hopefully that'll help you out a little bit here, folks, on the first part of our series on uh, deciding on rollovers, if it's the right for your retirement funds. Uh, Nick, anything you want to add before we sign off for this week? I know we're going to talk more about some things next week. 
No, I think this was a good overview. And I think the reality is that uh, in our session next week, we'll get into the details a little bit more of, you know, how you actually process these and the things to look out for and that sort of thing. Fantastic. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, for that, we're going to sign off then. So if you've got questions or concerns, again, about doing a rollover or if it's right for you, reach out to John and Nick. Give them a call at 813-286-7776. That's 813-286-7776. Or go to pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast. Click on the podcast page. You can check out past episodes. You can listen to future episodes. You can subscribe to them on various apps that are out there. Or if you're using Apple, let's say, uh, just type in retirement planning redefined in the search box. And you can also just like it that way. So lots of different ways you can find us. And we'd certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you next time here on Retirement Planning Redefined. For John and Nick, I'm your host, Mark Killian. We'll talk to you next time.